Hey, baby gorgeous. Keep blazing. the co-owner of Vita Tequila, Jack Henry Spirit, Fresh Wolf Men's Grooming, and the official Mr. Baby Gorgeous, otherwise <laughs> known as Mr. John Barlow. Hello. I, I think my official title is Lisa's Bar- Lisa Barlow's husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's no secret that Lisa Barlow is my favorite housewife of all time. And I just love so many things about her, mostly and it's weird because I never had a favorite housewife ever until Lisa Barlow. And <laughs> obviously I don't know you guys personally. And I am well aware that, you know, I'm just seeing like clips on TV. It's very highly edited and produced. So I don't know you personally, but in my mind, from what I see, I see Lisa as, you know, a super smart and savvy entrepreneur. I love, you know, like how she stands up for her values how she's building an amazing empire with Vita and Fresh Wolf and everything um, that she has that hustle, the way you guys raise your kids, teaching them to build their own empire. And especially how you are breaking the stigma of alcohol and Mormonism. For Uh me, that I think that's really amazing being a cannabis advocate. It's kind of like what I'm living through right now as you know, we're we're reversing prohibition, the laws are changing, things of that nature. But also, I love how you guys give back to your community and organizations you care about. So thank you so much for well, being here. It's, it, this is an, such an honor. I feel very grateful right now. Um, no, thanks. I appreciate the opportunity. It's, it, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, everything, the, every way you describe Lisa is how she is. Um, what you see from the show, even with the editing, is how she is in real life. I mean, she's, some people put on personas and they think, okay, this is what the audience wants to see. This is what I should be acting like. And Lisa's like, I don't, I'm going to be me. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. We, something we kind of laugh about now wasn't so easy, but at the end of filming the first season, before anything aired or anything, we were like, oh, that was great. It's going to be awesome. They're going to love us. Or, you know, Lisa's like, everybody's going to be happy with me. Couldn't have been more opposite because of the way other people have portrayed Lisa. And yeah. so it was, it was grueling because she's like, I'm just trying to be me. And people are calling me a bad yeah. mom and this and that. And, and so, but it's, you know, it's, it's balanced out. <laughs> I mean, my hat is off to you all for putting yourself in this position where we're all watching your lives. I mean, it's, I can't imagine just being in that position at all. I get weirded (laughs) out when a camera's near me. I'm like, my friend, she had a videographer for her wedding and the camera would like come in our face while we were getting Uh ready. And I stopped mid sentence every time because I was just like, what are you doing? It's just so weird, but I guess you get used to it, right? You do. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of the questions we get a lot is, are there cameras in our house 24 hours a day or, you know, they're constantly monitoring us and it's not like that. It is pretty structured, um, but we're not told what to say or anything like that. So, you know, if the conversations are real, um, you know, some of the things that we're talking about right now, 
with season three being filmed is uh, deal with my being adopted being and and finding birth parents and stuff like that. No and so we have some pretty real conversations about it and which is harder on me than I think Lisa, but in a way it's harder on her because she didn't know how she didn't, how do I put this? She heard me, but didn't listen, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. <laughs> and, and so it's, you know, they're all, they are real. And like I said before, I mean, we're, how you see us really is how we are. I mean, I'm, I'm a constant work in progress as far as a husband goes or whatever. And, you know, I'm, I've learned over the years that it's better to stay quiet and listen and see if she (laughs) wants me to actually give any responses. Um, And I've learned that the hard way and I'm still learning it. (laughs) Can you call my husband? (laughs) He hasn't quite gotten there yet, but (laughs) it's hard because we'll, you know, we, Lisa and I obviously spend a lot of time together and she'll be talking and just brainstorming and in my head I'm like okay just you know I start to say well just do this or you know this or that and I've had to really rein myself in as far as doing that (laughs) it's not always welcome (laughs) happy wife happy life that's all I'm gonna say (laughs) It is. No, I agree. And I, I'm totally cool with that. I'm all for it. <laughs> well, I do have some Lisa specific questions before we go into some other bigger topics. Sure. But um, yep. you're currently continuing to grow Vita and Fresh Wolf. Create, you're currently creating a Vita inspired hard seltzer. Yes. Yes. So we, yeah. So Vita um, is our baby. I mean, we've been working on Vita for a long time now. And um, still growing. And we decided to start a hard seltzer kind of during the pandemic, because oh. with, with the pandemic, there are a lot of supply chain issues and everything. Yes. And, you know, we import the tequila, obviously, from Mexico. Right. And so we're dealing with glass shortages and all sorts of other issues. Yeah. And so we were just thinking, we're like, you know, we got to figure some way to do something with Vita, but here in the U.S. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. produce tequila obviously in the United States right? and hard seltzers, RTDs, you know, ready to drink cocktails are kind of the hot topic right now. Yeah. And so we partnered with a company here local and uh, we're creating a hard seltzer. It's going to, we're going to have a mule, a margarita and a, a kind of a Paloma. Oh my and, gosh. That's so exciting. And, yeah, no, we, we are so jazzed about it because it's going to be out probably by the end of the end of summer, I think. And it's, it's neat because it's a, it's a seltzer. So there's actually no tequila in it, but it's Vita inspired because the company we work with and we're intrigued by this. So we gave them bottles of Vita um, because we're, it's based off our Blanco and our Reposado. Uh And they sent the tequila to a factory that actually um, shoots the tequila, I guess the best way to put it into like a vaporizer or something like that. And it pulls out all the different flavor profiles from that the act from really our cool. brand. Yeah. Oh. And then it's going to put that in the seltzer. That is and so cool. Yeah. So we're real excited about it. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know that technology existed. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either. Wow. I, I, I've been dealing with just growing agave plants. <laughs> and so that's about, <laughs> that's where I was, I've been. Well, speaking of technology, you're here today so that we could talk about cryptocurrency, which <laughs> I know is kind of like, it's a buzzword, but it's also like a trigger word for some people, I feel. 
<laughs> but yeah, I love like I'm super interested in cryptocurrency right now. So I am really excited to talk to you about it. And yep. even like the story behind it really is that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think it was, it was either your moms are watching or a person, but also a mom they're on Instagram. They posted a picture of the Mona Lisa, but they put Lisa Barlow's face on the Mona Lisa. Oh and yeah. I was dying. I was like, I love this so much. I would buy it as an NFT. And, then, okay. and that's what got me. So I was like, oh my God, I wonder if Lisa Barlow has NFTs. And then I was like, why don't I just ask her? So I messaged <laughs> her and I'm like, do you and John, like, is that part of your portfolio? Um, and she said, actually, yeah, but John does it yeah. all. So I was like, oh my gosh, should I message him? And I'm, I can imagine she is so busy and does not have time to like DM me on Instagram. So I wasn't really expecting anything. I was like, I don't have time for this. So I just messaged you directly. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but while I was, while I was messaging you, she was like, yeah, just talk to him. So thank you so much for coming here because that's where it all originated from. And it just so happened that week, you said you went to a cryptocurrency conference. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. So we've, I agree with you as far as the the views of crypto. You know, I feel like you're we're ready to drop off the grid, you know, yeah. by doing crypto and everything like that. Um, I know, and, right? it is, and it is fascinating. I'm, I'm, truth be told, I'm not an expert. I'm just still learning. I'm a, I'm at the yeah. you know tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And the conference that I went to was actually for NFTs. Oh, okay. Um, and so there's an a local company here created. It's called the GM Groundhogs. And so that's their, their NFT. And um, they're kind of a friend of a friend. And so that's how we got introduced to it. And so the conference I went to was kind of a gathering of the minds. And so that's something that I find intriguing with the whole cryptocurrency and NFTs. It's a, it's a community that where everybody wants to work together so that everybody can grow and blossom. Yeah. And yeah. it's so contrary to, you know, kind of businesses these days where yeah. it's so cutthroat. And so it was, it was pretty neat. Um, and the Lisa did, she, I think she posted on her Instagram, the groundhog NFT that they provided for us. Um, and, and I think, I think that company, they created a, around 2000 NFTs and I believe they sold out within like three or four hours. And, and it was some guys that were just going to do it part-time. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, this is our full-time job now. <laughs> well, offline, I have an idea for NFTs that we can talk about. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I don't want to tell the world. I'm, all right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So, um, no, this is great. I'm, I'm super pumped, but before we get into all, you know, all the details of cryptocurrency, I just have to talk about Lisa one more, one last time. Oh, sure. Yep. <laughs> so I have a couple Lisa Barlow questions and they should be quick. So okay. what is your favorite Lisa Barlow quote? My favorite Lisa Barlow quote. Wow. Um, well, the one that seems to be getting a ton of play is the hi baby gorgeous, you know, <laughs> I, and with, with Henry and it, it's fun for me because that is, totally her like she's been calling henry baby gorgeous for years now oh my god that's so and beautiful. it it's funny because she has these little lisa isms that 
uh, just come naturally. You know, it's just her talking. And so it's just so funny what people pick up on. And yeah. I, I think what was it? She was, she got tagged in a bunch of reels or something of people reenacting, you know, hi, baby <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> and, and so yeah. it's just kind of funny. I love that. I actually made my baby gorgeous. Oh, no way. I made hi, baby gorgeous shirts for my two youngest, my toddlers, and I made that one for awesome. myself. I don't have it on right now, but that is um, great. <laughs> yes, we love baby gorgeous. Uh, my favorite Lisa Barlow quote right now is, Are you disrespecting John Barlow? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was like, because I was thinking that too. I'm like, is she disrespected John Barlow, but um, yeah, that was that was interesting. That that one. Um, so that's from the reunion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that one was crazy because you know, kind of behind the curtain. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but whatever. Um, <laughs> for the first season reunion, um, it was Justin, Sharif, and I. We were the only ones in attendance. They had us in a room, and we were watching the whole reunion play out you know, real oh my time. Gosh. Yeah. And it was probably like eight to 10 hours. And so we were watching the whole thing and, you know, we'd be just shoot, shooting the breeze and everything like that. But then if like Whitney and Lisa started going at each other, Justin, and I would just kind of sit back and, you know, just know kind of sit there and just watch it. Then as soon as it ended, then we get back to talking and everything. <laughs> and so for the season two reunion, um, we were there and they had us in a room again, but they had no feed. And we asked them, we're like, why, you know, how come we're not watching? And so we didn't get to see any of it. So I, you know, I happened to be in Lisa's trailer, thank goodness, for the first break, because she came storming in just pissed because of, you know, stuff that had been said and, and, you know, her having to defend me and our ability to vacation, (laughs) essentially. So stupid. Yeah, it was so dumb. Yeah. But I think that's why we we all love housewives because we kind of like we get a glimpse into what most people can't do which is get on a yacht or whatever (laughs) and we kind of like that it's still relatable in a way (laughs) where you're like really this is what you're getting mad about and it's petty stuff but yeah at least it was taking it like (laughs) she did really well she did really it was well. <laughs> it was hard we it's funny because at least to me it's funny maybe not to some other people but at the end of the day I was asking one of the producers how come we couldn't watch it and yeah. apparently it was because of season one Robert Sr. Mary's husband mm-hmm. he was watching it remote because he wasn't there so, but he was watching the feed also so seeing all the questions to Mary and everything he came in real hot and really pissed oh. off and so the producers were like, we can't have husbands coming in angry. And uh, so really, it was probably good that I didn't watch it because I might have come in yeah. a little bit, a little well, bit upset. That's actually surprising. I feel like Bravo would do the opposite. <laughs> if yeah. they want you guys to come in and be like, ah. Uh, yeah, I think they want to try to keep the, the bickering between the housewives. <laughs> that's funny that you mentioned that because... Um, I had some fan questions and they were about that. They were asking, are you allowed to hang out with the other husband? So it sounds like you are for both mm-hmm. seasons you were. Um, do you see <clears throat> what's going on while you're waiting? First season you did, second season, no. Um, yeah. And then what do you do while you wait? So that's great. You hit <laughs> all of them pretty much. Someone did ask, yeah. what are the reunion craft services like? They want to know about the snacks. The snacks, the, they have, um, they provide lunch and dinner. 
Um, okay. and, but it's not the best. I mean, it's almost like oh, really? microwave type food. Oh, um, no. not very good. And, and then, but they have, it's funny cause they do have plenty of alcohol. And so they want people to come in all loosened oh, up and everything. Yeah. I, I make sure to, not that I'm a huge drinker anyway, but I, I make sure to be as clear headed as possible. Cause yeah. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is say something really dumb. <laughs> right. I mean, there's so many cameras there. But yeah. um, one of the other fan questions was who sets up or plans the husband activities? Like, do you come up with an idea and say, hey, Sharif, let's go do this? Or do I the think do it? It's probably, it's, uh, I or don't you're know. Not if, allowed to, I, if you're not I don't allowed know. to yeah. say it's, it's okay. I think it's, well, it's, it's more, I think everybody pretty much knows it's more producer setup, production yeah. setup. And then they, they kind of play it off like, okay, John said, Hey, let's all, I'll have the guys all get together. And, oh, and so, and I know, um, you know, and it's, you know, there's only so much we can do as guys, you know, you've got golfing, you've got sitting in a bar, you've got, you know, going to restaurants or whatever. There's not a whole lot more we can do as dudes. <laughs> so you don't think there's going to be a real house husbands of Salt Lake city someday? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we'd be too boring. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think we're good for maybe one scene or something like that. That's about it. <laughs> I really enjoyed the husband scene, especially um, season one. I liked it. It's. I, I feel very fortunate because I think the guys are great. Um, you know, I think Justin's a great guy. Do uh, who else? Um, Seth. Seth is yeah, great. Um, things are interesting with T and I right now due to various rants. Um, and then you know, Coach Shaw is amazing. And so, you know, I think it's very fortunate that we've got a cool group of guys. At least I think they're cool. Hopefully they think I'm cool too. Who knows? <laughs> Are there new, there's new husbands too. Have you met the new husbands yet? Yeah, there's nobody's official yet, but there's, um, so there's one um, lady, her husband's name is Sean and uh, we've known them for a while. Actually, they own uh, hair salons uh, throughout Utah and a few other States. Um, he's very cool. And then there's another, um, I think his name is Ernesto. I've only met him once and he was, he was real nice. I, it was, they had the guys get together um, a few, probably a month ago or something like that. And that was when he kind of got introduced to the, the guy group, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I think he was trying to figure out how to interact. And so it was, it was just, it was interesting. It must be be kind of different going into your second and third season versus your first right I mean how do you feel now that you're in your third season um I you know I'd probably say I definitely feel more comfortable you know like you were mentioning with the cameras and everything yeah. <laughs> uh you know I always have it in the back of my mind don't say something dumb <laughs> that's going to at least, you know, that will make Lisa mad at me or anything like that. <laughs> um, you know, that's the last thing I want. I'm the, the focus is on housewives. I'm not there to draw any attention to me. And, and so I want to make sure that all the positive attention is on her and everything. Um, but definitely more comfortable, you know, as, as you asked that, I'm just envisioning. because what we did is we all got together at coach Shaw's house uh, for barbecue and we were just sitting around the table and it's kind of funny to me is that, you know, Seth was there, Justin was there, Coach Sean and I were there, and then Sean and Ernesto. And you could definitely tell the four of us that have been around this, we're more comfortable, like yeah. not worrying about any, any outlying, you know, people watching, I guess you could say. 
Yeah. It must, I can't imagine. I don't know if I could ever be on camera like that. <laughs> I'm sure you could be. I mean, it, this is, I mean, I am technically just, right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're great at it. So I, I don't think you'd have any problems. <laughs> so my other question about Lisa is how many Lisa Barlow's do you count at night? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know what? She doesn't go to sleep. So I count quite a few. Oh, <laughs> okay. Nice. It. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, she, her, her brain is constantly, constantly running. Um, and especially during filming, it's tough because, you know, she'll wake up at two or three in the morning after just going to sleep at one and oh start gosh. checking her phone for different things or, you know, something just jumped in her head. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm an extremely light sleeper. And so if I happen to be asleep, then I'm like, oh, I'm awake. So probably, you know, at least a couple hundred, probably, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, same. <laughs> so um i don't think that jack has a big head is lisa still mad about that <laughs> it's still she she remembers to the you know i mean it's it's the, it's the same uh gas station where we go to get cokes now i mean that's where that, so she knows exactly where, like, where we were yeah oh my god uh, and so we know exactly she, you know the i don't know if she knows the exact day or day and time but you know she can pinpoint it pretty accurately Wow. Um, and That's so, crazy. no, he, he definitely, we didn't think he had a big head when he was younger and he's definitely grown into, you know, his, his head and his body just fine. <laughs> Probably. I, was, I was mostly just making a joke. I, I thought that yeah. was so funny when she said, that. <laughs> I know it, it, it's kind of a stretch for, you know, Hey, I can relate, <laughs> but it, it's still, you know, it's pretty funny. Well, it was just funny that she remembered it too, that it was like, it was what, 15 years ago or something? Yeah. Yeah. I, it had to be. He's 17 now. So yeah, probably 15 years ago. Oh, I just love Lisa Barlow. So do you call her baby gorgeous or Jack or Henry? Or just uh, her no, I'm not as, baby I'm not as good as, I'm not as good with nicknames. Like I just, you know, I'm boring. So I'm, I'm just, yeah, I think when I answer, when I, if she calls me, I think I pick up and say, hey, babe, you know, or something like that. Or sometimes I'll try and goof off and be like, hey, what's up, hot stuff, you know, or something dumb like that. But I, like I said, I'm just so boring. So it's just like Jack Henry and, and Lisa. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, those are, that was, that's the end of my Lisa Barlow questions. I just wanted to <laughs> make it light and fun a little bit before yeah. we get into this amazing, what I think is an amazing and interesting topic. Um, before I ask you, wait, okay. I have so many things going. Cause since the last yeah. time when we were supposed to record, I watched this documentary called trust okay. no one. Have oh, you really? seen it? Okay. No, uh-uh. It's, What's on, on? it's on Netflix and it's about okay. Jerry Cotton, the owner of Quadriga in Canada. Okay. I'm not familiar with that. Got, oh my gosh. It basically, <laughs> well, okay. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like how people are going to listen to this and maybe I should explain what crypto is <laughs> first, but um, why don't we get the John Barlow version or definition or description of cryptocurrency and i'll fill in okay if we sure so you know my like i said i'm i'm still learning and and trying to figure things out Same. my understanding is to help wrap my mind around it is thinking of it as like investment funds right that's how right. i see it 
Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the way that we got introduced to crypto is our one of our really good friends, um, the people that we travel with a lot um, each year, um, were telling Lisa, they, uh, what was it? It's on one, a trip that Lisa went on with them to Florida or something. Anyway, he's Todd started talking to her and he's like, hey, I'm investing in this crypto that's going to be launching uh, sometime in the future called Pulse Chain. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, you have to sacrifice for it. You don't know, there's no guarantees, there's no paperwork, you know, but you hope that it's going to be big or something yeah. like that. So Lisa came home and all excited about this. And oh, she's really? like, yeah, she's like, we got to get into this. You know, Todd's, Todd's giving us an opportunity. He said that he's putting together a, a group and we can be part of this group. And she's like, pulse chain, pulse chain. I'm like, I don't, I, I said, okay. I, I mean, Lisa's. That's funny. Really. I thought it was, so, I thought it would have came from you actually that's interesting i came from no Lisa. no so she's the one that that started but but as as we progressed i was the one that started you know diving into it trying to right. figure it all out and everything yeah and so you know the whole sacrifice thing so it's essentially you're investing money in something that may be fake you know mm -hmm. kind of like what you probably saw on the netflix and and so we joined the group with todd put uh, a decent amount of money in and it, I view it as kind of an IPO. So, you know, mm -hmm. we're investing early and then hoping that when it launches, we get the benefits, you know, of being the early investors. Right. And so, um, you know, but we did this like last fall mm -hmm. and with no idea when it's going to launch. We don't, we still don't even know. Um, you know, I'm the, the guy that created Pulse Chain. Uh, are you familiar with Richard Hart? Have you heard that name before? No, I'm writing it so, down now. <laughs> yeah, write that down. He's an interesting dude. Um, have you heard of Hex? No. Okay, so, <laughs> so Hex, yeah, you might want to. Yeah, so Hex is um, the crypto that he created first. Okay. And I guess it's increased in the last two years over 35,000 times or something wow. like that. Is so, it, you know, wait, like, it's worth 35,000 right now? It's, no, it's not worth 35,000. It's, this is this is the craziness of crypto. Yeah, I know. So I think the I think right now one hex is like fifteen cents. Okay. But when it launched, it was like point zero 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 one or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So the people that had sacrificed for hex at that point, you know, to get to fifteen cents, they their money has multiplied what like a thousand times or something like that. Right. And so, you know, and it's like kind of like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the big buzzword right now right. that everybody knows about. It, you know, I think right now it's like $42,000 roughly for one Bitcoin. At one point, it was less than a dollar. So if you sacrificed <laughs> and you bought in at that point, you know, just think about it. And, and so yeah. um, anyway, Richard Hart, he's one that's created Pulse Chain. And he's created an, ex an exchange called Pulse X. And so... With Pulse Chain, you know, we had sacrificed in with that. Then I heard about Pulse X. So on my own, I did a small sacrifice for Pulse oh. X to try to understand, get a better, you know, feeling of how all this works. I mean, right. to, to buy into a crypto, there's like two or three steps you have to take. And then to get US dollars out of it, there's two or three steps you got to back out of. And so I just wanted to figure that all out. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've got like... A MetaMask wallet. I have a Coinbase. Um, I've, I'm on um, Uniswap. Um, what else? There's a few others. 
and just trying to get an understanding of everything. Yeah, no. So I actually, this week I bought, um, so how I got started was I think in 2017, wait, maybe around that time. I didn't like Bitcoin was starting to get talked about more, but it was still yeah. low. And I put in like, like a hundred dollars or something. Uh-huh. And when I, and I like forgot about it. I didn't yeah. even like pay attention. Which is probably the best thing you did yeah. <laughs> to forget. And I went back like in, I don't remember. It was like last year or something when it peaked. And I was like, oh my God, it's yeah. like, had the craziest return, but then, you know, it dipped and then went yep. back up and then went down. And now we're like, I don't know, kind of seeing a increase, but yeah. what do you think? Um, what do you think of the pattern in cryptocurrency right now? Oh my gosh. Uh, the way that I view it is, I don't know if there is a pattern. I just think it's just a constant roller coaster. I know it's um, so weird. I'm trying I, to figure it out. Like what, what is yeah. causing it to go all the way up and then all the way down? I know after um, the, the war started in Russia and Ukraine, it spiked a little bit, I think. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I saw. People were starting to, you know, as they're evacuating the country, they're relying on cryptocurrency versus yeah. regular, you know, yep. money. And I mean, that's kind of what the benefit is for, right? Is that yeah, well, centralized? So my understanding too is that with the the crypto world sees it where instead of trading or using US dollars for as currency, you're actually trading the crypto as the currency. And I, that's where, you know, the kind of getting off the grid type feeling comes in because they're trying to kind of get around government, you know, mm-hmm. control and everything like that. And so I see, I see some dips and spikes as I read articles about the government trying to, you know, tax cryptocurrency or somehow right. control it. And that's yeah. where it dips. And I think like with the war, um, they shut down the banks. I don't know yeah. if it was in Ukraine or in Russia or whatever. And that's where I think yeah. people were like, okay, well, I can maybe use crypto yeah. to purchase things. And I saw on, I'm not, I'm, I'm on like, I think I'm on Instagram and Facebook for the most part. Mm-hmm. I just got on Twitter uh, probably about four weeks ago to follow oh, Richard Hart um, because, <laughs> you know, Pulse Chain is supposedly launching soon. So I wanted to be oh. on top of that. And um, careful on Twitter, by the a, way. Oh, I trust me. I don't. I I am very careful. Uh, but I, I saw somewhere on the, one of the crypto feeds that there was a restaurant that was opening up that was going to take accept hex as currency oh. for for food and everything. And and so I think I don't know if it is trending that way or or what. Hmm. Um, but it's been it has yeah it's been very interesting. So what do you think? Okay, I still don't really understand. Well, I kind of understand minting and how. Oh, gosh. So like when you create for me, like cryptocurrency is when you have a blockchain uh, system, right? Like a. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I think. And then you can and because there's multiple um, users, they're all able to like check and balance each other so that we know for certain what the data is. And that's that's really the difference between traditional money and currency, right? Is that we don't really know yeah. the value of it. That's, but- that's my understanding. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's, they, in a way of, like you said, checks and balances, like tracking what people are doing. 
Yeah. Like Todd, Todd, this is the friend of mine that I was talking about. I was with him, what, two or three weeks ago. And he was actually telling me, he's like, just look up my address on, I can't remember which blockchain it was, but he's like, you can look up my address and see what I'm doing. And he's like, just follow my patterns. And yeah. I um, like that because I'm a huge data hoarder. Are you? Okay. <laughs> Like I need, I need to be it better at embarrassing it. Embarrassing if so, and I think it's easy to hoard data for me because no one ever sees it really. <laughs> like if <laughs> someone started working with me and saw all the things that I save, they'd be like, "You're a psycho." But, that's so funny. <laughs> but um, that's why there's external hard drives. But yes, uh, yeah, I, I think I have a hundred thumb drives that <laughs> I hide somewhere. So I like the idea of how you there's no room for error on this blockchain because you have everyone checking and balancing each other and you can go and literally look things up and then people who validate that those are the ones who get minted cryptocurrency is that correct that's my understanding yeah Yeah, that's my understanding like because you have those validators or miners that are out there yeah that are essentially working to make sure that it's that it's yeah it's accurate or whatever yeah and that's where and that's kind of where the like the pulse chain and richard hart is coming in and trying to bolster up pulse chain and pulse x because there's those gas fees Mm -hmm. i don't know if you paid attention to that but like when you buy crypto or 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 um was it transfer it to usd or whatever you have to pay all these different fees Mm -hmm. and like ethereum which is really popular right now yeah, I think it's I think it's around three thousand for one Ethereum or something like that. Yeah, the gas fees are crazy, um, and whereas and so Richard Hart is trying to create this platform where the gas fees will be reduced, and so right. we're not paying as much for the transactions and everything. Um, so and there's Ethereum's going to go down in. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it will. I think. I, and I'm just basing it off of because of the popularity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, but there's always new cryptos like popping up left and right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you, if you're on any discords, um, but I just got I introduced am on to, okay, I don't know I, how to use it though. I, you're going to have to show me or connect uh, me or something. Cause I don't know how to use yeah. it. The only thing I do on it. So uh, uh, another good friend of mine um, that we go back, I think like eight or nine years, but he moved from Utah probably like six or seven years ago. So anyway, we follow each other on Instagram and uh, about the time that I, we did the sacrifice for Pulse Chain, he was on his stories was showing all of these gains he made on crypto. And I'm talking like two, 300%, all this. And mm-hmm. I just wrote on, or he sent a DM just saying, oh, that's so cool, you know, or something like that. And then he wrote back, he's like, hey, are you into crypto? And told him what we had been doing and everything. He's like, join this discord. So he sent the invitation and I just read, you know, yeah. what these people are doing yeah I I don't understand any of it though I I mean because you know they're talking about all these different acronyms and stuff yeah it's like um, a whole different world and that's what like I think also intrigues me is because I'm like wait what what are they doing over there I kind of have a little bit of FOMO (laughs) no well there's so speaking of FOMO um, (laughs) FTX I don't know if you're familiar with FTX but that's another um, I don't know if if it's a blockchain or what it is but you know, along the lines of MetaMask and all of that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Trevor, my this friend of mine, he messaged me on Instagram and he's like, hey, have you gotten on FTX yet? And uh, I said, no, not yet. So then I went and got, created an account 
Yeah, I'm looking at. I still don't know how to use it or what I'm doing, (laughs) but but talk about FOMO. He he started posting pictures of how they've on FTX. He's made three four hundred percent gains in the last like two weeks. And I'm like, and I even messaged him like, what am I missing? What have I not done? Yeah, (laughs) I know, right? Oh my gosh, I'm on their website right now. I'm totally gonna look into this way more. But um, so before we run out of time, I want to quickly go into NFTs. So NFT, my understanding is it's a non-fungible token, which really is like a digital piece of property. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Like, is that the right digital real estate? No, digital. Well, there is going to be digital. There is digital real estate. Yeah, there is. Which is nuts. I've heard of people, I've heard of people investing millions of dollars into digital real estate well snoop has his own like metaverse snoop dog yeah which by the way i posted and i manifested it i said i really need a collab with snoop and lisa barlow (laughs) (laughs) so i'm i'm putting it out in the universe nice Um, nice and even like paris hilton she's all about crypto and nfts I, i have some paris hilton nfts oh do you we we're we're possibly gonna come out with some beta nfts Um, you know, there's a couple different companies that we're talking to. Um, yeah, again, the way that I have to wrap my head around NFTs is it's like a trade, a baseball card. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something singular. The weird part though, is anybody can take a picture of your NFT, but I guess they just don't have the actual address. So the thing, so this is what I'm liking about NFTs and business as a whole is that people are starting to use them to almost like sell services and do yeah. it through the NFTs, which I don't know if if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because once that service is fulfilled or gone, is that NFT worth anything? And there's some NFTs, yeah. like in this Cannabis Crypto Club, that's the only Discord group that I'm in. But okay. And again, I don't know what they're talking about in there, but I know that they have NFTs. They had like, they made 10,000, they sold out in a year. Um, each one is like a virtual weed plant, I want to say, or like okay. with different characteristics, like different yeah. strains or like, you know, it's, it grows. Like, it like different this, colors and everything. Yeah. Just different characteristics. So it's like yep. a different um, grow time, but you get a higher yield or, you know, like things okay. like that. So, so there's competitions where people are taking their NFTs and they're like, they're doing like virtual grows and then they're submitting those into cups like cannabis cups that they're that are challenges to to say like whose nft is the best or who's got the best you know like plant or whatever and i'm like oh my god like i can't believe this is going on and i'm like I'm having just the most major FOMO. Another thing that um, I had a little bit of FOMO on, but I was like, I don't really want to get into it. On Twitter, there's like this Housewives um, fantasy role play group. Wow. Okay. I tried to get someone from there on the show to talk about it, but they literally, like, that's what they do. It's like playing games. And I started looking, like, I've been kind of into gaming. Like, I grew up on games. Um, Okay. born in the 80s so (laughs) i've seen the evolution of games and i'm into technology Uh obviously but um the gaming industry is outdoing the music and like television industry 
by huge yeah, leaps numbers. and bounds. Yes. Yeah. And then totally agree. the gaming community is the, are the ones who are, who are into these NFTs and into the metaverse and, yeah. you know, like doing that kind of stuff or the, you know, digital real estate. So I'm like super intrigued by that, by, by that whole thing, just from a business standpoint, because it feels like it's opening up so many opportunities, but yeah. um, with that, speaking of opportunities, I am a cannabis advocate and I um, wanted to get your thoughts. Would the Barlow's considering, you know, cannabis is, there's a stigma behind it, but like Vita Tequila, you're an alcohol company. You're still a Mormon. There's a stigma behind that. Now that the laws are changing and opportunities are opening, would the Barlow's ever consider going into the cannabis industry? Yeah. Oh yeah. We've, we've actually talked about it, you know, I, so I, I get a daily newsletter in the spirits industry, you know, what's going on and everything. And they put out a weekly newsletter about the cannabis industry. And so I've been reading these newsletters uh, for the past probably two or three years and just mind blowing. Um, you yeah. know, it's, it's still very high level for me. I haven't gotten into the weeds on it or not to be, not to put be punny, <laughs> <laughs> but um, about it, but, you know, just to see the different companies. You know, there's some companies now, um, I don't know if you're, you're probably familiar, but Canopy is one. Uh, they, they're one of the front runners. And if you go back, I think three or four years, their market cap was eight or nine billion. Whereas now it's actually dropped to, and it's still not bad, but it's still, it's dropped like two or three billion in market mm-hmm. cap. Whereas some of these other companies um, have just t- overtaken like Canopy. There's like, I think True Green, there's a few of them out there um and so i mean it's something you know where we as you've seen lisa she's very business minded you know she and i are both business minded and we we try to look in the long term of things and everything so you know it's something that we have we've we haven't had any opportunities you know to jump in or anything yet but it's something that we definitely want to be opposed to yeah oh that's great i love that i knew you guys would be open to it (laughs) But, um, so you do have an NFT coming out with, um, uh, Vita soon. We're, um, you know, we're working on, we're with, not soon. And when I say working on it, it's pretty low level. Uh, you know, it's kind of, I think now that we talk about it, it's kind of been on the back burner, um, mm-hmm. just because the company that did the GM groundhogs, that's who we started talking to. And I think, you know, with us, you know, focusing on the seltzer and Vita still, yeah and everything and they're focusing on some of their other stuff it's not as important but the the trying to figure out how that fits together yeah for me is the thing you know like you said from a um relevant side you know once you 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 mentioned you know once the service is done is the nft nft still valuable yeah you know uh with vita and this is something i've been reading on the newsletters there's some there are some spirits companies that are offering nfts with bottles and so it's just trying to figure out how, you know, how to, how to make it all work. Yeah. And so like they've, I think some people like the bottle might be, they purchase a bottle of, you know, very rare cognac or something, for example, for I think $20,000, then they get an NFT, you know, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And so it's just trying to figure out how it's going to all work together. Um, yeah, Cause in this cannabis cryptocurrency club, like they're, 
their NFTs are continuing to increase in value because their community's growing because yeah. they're like, these cups are like, people want it. Like I want a crypto or a cannabis NFT. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I feel like I'm missing out on something really fun. Well, and it's, is it's, this FOMO? It's, is this all around FOMO? Is this like Beanie Babies? It could be, it could be, but you know, the, the people that cashed in on Beanie Babies back in the day, you know, they made a ton. So it could be, I don't know. I mean, there's, um, so Jack, he, he's, is all in with NFTs and wanting right. NFTs and everything like that. And it's funny because a week ago, he showed me a screenshot of, of an NFT that he wanted us to buy a month ago. Uh -huh. And I actually tried buying it. It was like 95 bucks or whatever. I tried buying it, but I couldn't uh, figure out how to make it work. You know, there's like three or four steps and I just couldn't get, make it happen. Anyway, he showed me the screenshot and it's worth like $2,300 now or something like that. No and, way. And so he, he you know, he n nicely nudged me and was like, yeah, we should have done it. And I'm like, I tried, <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> well, I know. I'm like, okay. So also since, um, you know, the last time we were supposed to record, there have been two housewife NFTs that came out. Did you know that? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Which, yeah, which one? It, so Luann De La Sepp came out with her first NFT. And I think there were like okay. services that came with it, like something personal. I don't know. She like goes okay. to with them or something. And then Dorinda Medley is the second person, second housewife okay. to have an NFT release. So, and it looks like it's the same artist or company or whatever so i'm okay. wondering if like bravo partnered with a company to make these nfts or if this is like yeah. a side thing i don't really know um but huh that's interesting think? we've we have talked about doing a lisa nft again with this with this company that did the gm groundhogs um it's cool. it's just trying to make everything work you know i mean the the yeah. number of hours in the day I know, uh, it's I know. tough and and it's, it's also, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a company that is picking, you know, specific housewives to, to try yeah. to make something work. And yeah. so, cause we've, with, with the GM Groundhogs, we, we actually are, the NBA all-star game is going to be in Salt Lake next year, and they're going to be doing a, some sort of event. And so we might part with partner with them on Vita. And one of the ideas is to create a Vita or Lisa NFT that's yeah. going to go with tickets that are purchased. And so it. kind of like, kind of like what you said with the Luann, like if you have the NFT, then it, you get a bottle of Vita and you yeah. know, a lunch with Lisa or yeah. something like that. No, I love and that. So it's, I, it's, it's so there's, there's so many different areas there, you know, know, aspects to all of this. It's crazy. Well, that's why <laughs> I'm like, I'm so excited for what's going on with cryptocurrency right now. And also the cannabis industry, because everything's changing and there's so many, like, there's so many opportunities. I feel like it's just a matter of being creative and business savvy and have that kind of, you know, mindset and figure out yeah. where's the, where's the gap and what's, where's the, yeah, yeah. So, Lisa's someone, Lisa has, she's got great foresight, um, you know, with, with Vita, it was an opportunity that came to us uh, early 2000s. And, um, you know, a guy that I interned with in college, um, he told me, he's like, you know, graduate from college, get some experience, reach back out to me. We'll figure some things out. Cause he was an entrepreneur. 
And so after about three or four years of getting some good work experience, we reconnected and he's like, hey, I've got a list of projects I'm working on. And one of them had to be with tequila. And, you know, I hadn't even had a sip of tequila at the time. So I didn't know really a whole lot about it. And Lisa, you know, she's just like out of those different, you know, 10 opportunities. She's like, I think tequila is going to be the one that has the longest running. And we make a joke about it because we were in tequila before it was cool. You know, we were in, <laughs> in we started our brand before the rock did anything before, um, uh, what's uh, Kendall Contra. Jenner. Um, yeah. And George okay. Clooney, or, you know, um, any what's of those. his name? Mark Cuban. Doesn't he have a tequila company? I wouldn't be surprised. Michael Jordan owns tequila. I mean, everybody yeah. it's tequila is the, the hot topic these days, but yeah. we, you know, we were in it before it was cool. And his lease is the one that was like, I think this is going to be the, the one that lasts. And so, you know, she's, if you have any questions, definitely ask her because she's got the vision. <laughs> yeah. Lisa's smart and savvy. I love that about her. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask you to hang on after I stop record or sure. after I stop recording and after this closing, cause I want to, I was hoping I could get like a couple sound bites of you just saying like, hi, Jenny and keep playing. Yeah. Me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much, John, for being here. Please tell Lisa, I said hello and that I'm her biggest cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, where can we all get Vita? Because that's the number one question that people ask me. Where yeah. can I get Vita tequila? That's so painful right now. You know, I mentioned the global glass yeah. shortage. So we had everything in line and we still do to be available in the Total Wine and More stores across the U.S., you know, at, right out of the gates. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're not in every state, but they're in, I think, 24, 25 states across yeah. the u.s the problem is is we and it's not just us but there's a global glass crisis yeah excuse well, me and so not we just can't get glass, bottles. like everything right now everything. whole supply chain yeah just everything's messed boom. up yeah and we have uh we do have so we've got our standard bottle which is the one that we have right now because we rebranded four or five years ago so this is a standard bottle but we're actually coming out with a limited edition bottle yeah, um, that's going to be available. It's going to have all of her sayings on it, at least right now from season ah. one. And we're and hoping to do that. With... <laughs> I know we need to do that. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully Vita will be available. And then by, I don't know, within the next couple of months across the U.S. That's what we're hoping. Can we order online? No, it depends. It, it depends on if Total Wine and More will ship to you. Um, and oh. so, but we, we can't by law, like send direct to any consumers yeah. or, or anything like that or sell you to sell consumers. in New York? Not right now. We did okay. it when we launched, but not right now. Right, yeah, really, the only availability right now is obviously Utah, um, but then also Arizona, Texas, and California. But And that's in those total one and more stores. Mm -hmm. But I think it's sold out in a lot of those locations. And so we're mm -hmm. we're trying to get glass to get it back in the stores and get it across the u.s yeah but we well, as soon as we can we're we're planning on going out and lisa can do some bottle signings and all that stuff at some yeah. of the stores and everything so it'd be a lot of fun that would be so cool